This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey guys, so before we get into the episode... This episode was actually recorded a few weeks back, and I just wanted to mention that Judy and her team are actually hosting a virtual 5K race. It's a $20 entry fee that goes directly to the Black Women in Sport Foundation, and the race is Saturday, July 11th, and you can register now at runforjustice5k.com. That's runforjustice5k.com, so go check that out. Today's episode, we're talking to Judy Pendergast, who was my former teammate at University of Oregon, obviously. I'm sure you guys know who she is. Most people do. Um, But let's get right into the episode. All right, guys, welcome back to Combos Over Cold Brew. <laughs> I'm Ava Hampson, and we are here with my sweet, sweet friend, Jay Piz. Wow. Um, that, is, <laughs> that is my favorite nickname for her. Um, do you want to introduce yourself to the podcast? Wow. Hello, podcast. Um, my name's Judy Pendergast, you know, Jay Piz. Um, and I run for Harvard currently, but I was teammates at Oregon with Emma um, for a hot sec. And <laughs> a quick, a quick minute yeah. or two. <laughs> and um, yeah. And um, that's about it. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Yeah, so of course I had to bring Judy on the podcast. You know, Judy's probably my number one requested person to have her presence on any of my social media platforms. And Judy, I'm not kidding. Every time I go live on my Instagram, someone asks, how is JPiz doing? Give us the updates on Judy. Um, So, you know, that's why I knew I had to bring you on for one of my first episodes because people need the updates for you. So, wow. Um, yeah, so Judy and I met me, I was going into my senior year of college and Judy was transferring actually. Yeah. And Judy, I remember my first memory of you. <laughs> um, I'm, I'll explain it right now. So Judy, like our coach had told us, um, that we had a recruit coming and it was only 
my teammate Allie Cash and I were there in Eugene over the summer. So we were like, okay, of course we're going to take this cool recruit Judy out to sushi. <laughs> so, and we went on a run too. We went on a run. Yes. And <laughs> for some reason, Allie Cash and I were trolling Judy before she even got on the team. We're like, okay, let's just mess with her a little bit. We're going to call her J Piz. Um, literally made no sense. I don't know why we started calling you that, but that's the first thing we said. We picked you up from your hotel and we're like, J Piz. And then from then on, I just knew that we were going to be good friends. So yeah. do you have any memories from like that first trip um, to the good old huge meeting your former teammates? <laughs> yeah, no, I remember just being a bit nervous because I had already gone through the recruiting process and it was kind of different going through as like a transfer. So I ended up like landing in Eugene and then all of a sudden Emma and Allie are out here like already having nicknames for me. I was like kind of confused what was going on, but <laughs> also kind of there for it. And it definitely was like one of the reasons that I ended up actually choosing to go because I was like, wow, the people on the team are so nice and they oh already, already have a nickname for me. Like, how can I not go? We already knew that you were going to be a part of the team before you <laughs> showed up. We had never spoken, but we're yeah. like, this girl belongs here. Yeah. And then we like ran and went out for sushi and I was like, yes, this is good. This is where I'll end up. So yeah, it was definitely. And it also was funny because I don't know, I feel like both you and Allie ended up being like two of my closest friends. So was, yeah, so I feel pretty, like it worked out. It was probably yes. a good idea that we all went and like were part of your recruiting visit. Yes. I feel like we were a good match, you know, friendship wise. Yes. <laughs> it was it's a very good match. <laughs> great host, great host. <laughs> yes. Um so let's take it back a little bit. Um I actually just spoke with your high school team on a Zoom call the other day and I know wow. you did the same. Um mm -hmm. do you want to talk a little bit about your high school career? I mean, it was pretty legendary. Ooh. And I know a lot of people, especially out there in Illinois, know who you are. Um so do you want to talk a little bit about your high school career and like where you started um even before high school? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I talked to my team, uh, like former high school team about this like a few weeks ago, but I started running in high school. Well, I guess I ran a bit in junior high, but it was like not very seriously. I was like playing club soccer most of my life and mostly just training, um, for cross country and track in order to stay in shape for soccer. And then <clears throat> my freshman year of high school decided that I wanted to do this whole running thing. And then I guess I just kept at it. Uh, eventually, I think like the consistency kind of paid off, um, like my junior and senior year. Uh, my team was always like pretty good. So we were at NXN like all four years in high school um, that I was there. But um, yeah, I think I definitely kind of peaked <laughs> my, <laughs> uh, my senior year of high school. Um, I had like the state record in cross country and um, was like eighth at NXN, I think, and fourth at Foot Locker. So that was like kind oh of my like, gosh, not wow. trying to flex. That's really good. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah, <laughs> so humble. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but those were like the big accomplishments of my high school career, I guess. But I guess like <clears throat> I was always a part of a pretty good team. So um, we were, we were pretty consistently like at NXN and stuff, which was always fun. Yeah. That's always a good time. Yeah. Um, having a good team definitely helps even yeah. just like the overall environment and helps you enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine like being on a team with no one. 
it would just be yeah. such a different experience. Like I really give credit to those people who can succeed. Yeah. Like as individuals, just because I could not imagine. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. I was like always thankful that my team was relatively good on the national level. So that was always like a big relief. Yeah. Yeah. And then um like when did you start getting good? Were you good from the start? Like the first step you took out of the womb, were you good at running or did it just, um, I mean, you said consistency pays off, but yeah. was there like natural talent there at the beginning? I think, I don't know. I always like grew up playing soccer and like, I was always like one of the midfielders. So just did like a lot of running and I think like endurance kind of sports, but like my parents will always joke that I like don't have running genes in my family. So like they don't really know where <laughs> like why I started running or like why I was good at it. So I can relate to that as well. Yeah. So no yeah. one knows where it comes from. Exactly. So all of a sudden I guess, you know, if you just if you just try it, then maybe you're good at it. So I think that's what ended up happening. And like I think started to click like my junior and senior year. Like I was <clears throat> decent in high school, I think freshman and sophomore year, like I think I was like relatively like on the state level, like a good runner, but not like really that good nationally or like at NXR or any like regional level. So I think like things kind of clicked like junior and senior year when like I started running faster times and all of that. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then did you always know that you wanted to run in college or was it just kind of like the opportunity presented itself so then you just took it or was it something that you like you saw yourself doing from freshman year yeah I I guess like I always thought I would play soccer like throughout junior high and maybe like the start of high school was pretty set on like doing soccer in college and then decided to continue with running. And I think I started seriously considering like running in college, probably like my junior and senior year. Um, <clears throat> like, I think that's when I was like, oh, I think I'd like to keep doing this in college and like be a part of a team and like a part of like an extracurricular in college that was like running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was uh, running. Yeah, that was a. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. So I think it, it all started to like come together like the end of high school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, right when it should be, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, ideal situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is running in college like everything that you expected it to be? What are some things that maybe you didn't expect going in that are happening now? And what are some things that did come true? Oh, yeah. I guess, like, my expectations of what a, what would have happened in college are, like, very different from what actually ended up happening. Um, like, I mean, I transferred twice, and that tells you anything, um, which is fine. Like, I think I ended up, like, learning and, like, a lot of things and, like, being in the places I needed to be at the time um, in order to learn those things. But, yeah, it's, like, definitely different. I think I went in like having really high expectations for like where I would end up running wise and just like kind of falling short of those the past few years. I learned a lot about like myself, not only as like a runner, but a person and things that like matter to me. And I think I've just gained a lot of confidence from like being myself and doing what's best for me, uh, given all the changes. I think like if you asked me going into college, like what I would have wanted, I would have said like, oh, I want to, like, win an NCAA title, and I, like, want to, like, break school records, and then I ended up, like, transferring twice, and, you know, like, ha being coached by, like, three different people all in college, yeah. so I think, like, things just ended up not being ideal for those circumstances, but, like, I've learned a lot about, 
like what it means for me to be like successful and like what makes me happy and how I can like improve in running like long term and not just like in the couple years in college so yeah. I think like college running is just it's like such like it's just so different for every single person and I think a lot of people exper- experience success where others like just don't get that same success and it's all kind of about like trying to like find peace with it definitely like, both, both ways yeah yeah I think people just learn a lot of things about themselves and it just it honestly it doesn't even have to do with like the running itself it's just kind of like the overall team environment and like I don't yeah. know, time management skills like you just learn a lot of stuff in college that doesn't even have to do with racing yeah <laughs> I think in my opinion no yeah like you learn a lot about like you as a person like I would say like I'm still a very similar runner to who I was in high school like but I like the amount of like confidence I've had in myself as a person has like shifted so much over the years and it's not even like directly with running it's just like it's just like me as a human like I'm just I've been in like so many different places that I'm like okay like this is (laughs) I'm just like so different like I feel like I've lived three different lives in college dude dude I feel like every year in college I was a different person I don't even know if that makes any sense but I feel like even the no, people yeah. that live with me, like, I feel like they there's just a, such a different side of me that came yeah. out every single year. And then, yeah. I don't know, I feel like it's de- definitely all about, like, finding yourself, too, which sounds so dumb. But it's like, you're <laughs> learning how to become an adult. Yeah. So it, it's a weird environment to be thrown into. And, I mean, it, it can be stressful, but I feel like coming out the other side, like, it's definitely rewarding in the later years. Yeah. No, it's like, it's just crazy. Like, I feel like you're supposed to change that much in college, but no one yeah. really tells you that. They're not yeah. like, you will be a different person. Like, but you just kind of have to, like, accept that things are going to happen in college and, like, you're you have this like newfound freedom to basically do whatever you want and like and then also everyone in college and running is so good so it's just like there's so many different factors I don't know that like you just learn so much about yourself and like what you like need as a person (laughs) I know and I feel like that that change I mean freshman year is just such a big change and yes like I feel like people try to prepare you and be like oh my gosh like don't put too much pressure on yourself freshman year but I don't think you could really be prepared for what is in store for freshman year not to like scare people it's just just such a big difference like living on your own I don't know just like kind of fending for yourself and like you said like everyone is so good if you're running like it depends on the level that you're running at too but most Mm -hmm. people are so so good so usually you're just not I feel like it's just a lot different than your expectations. Yeah, are. yeah. I think, like, it, it really is just, like, so different from what I expected. And, like, it's not it's not scary. It's just, like, this huge transition. And I was, like, when I talked to my high school team, like, a few weeks ago, I was, like, it just is a transition. And you kind of have to, like, accept it and, like, just give yourself a little bit of, like, leniency and, like, a little bit of grace just to be, like, okay, yeah. like, things are just, like, not going to be perfect and it's fine and, like – if things are going like really well then like take that as they come but like if things aren't going well that's so normal like and especially like with the whole running in college like you just go from probably being like the fastest person like in your area or on your team or like in your state to even like on the national level like being like one of the top like running like runners high school girl runners on the national level and then you get to college and like you could be in the middle of the pack, <laughs> literally giving life, running PRs, and like you just are nowhere near the front, which is hundredth place. Yeah. And you, you just have to like accept that, like, okay, I'm like a wee little freshman. So it's okay that like I am not at the front. Like 
because yeah. you have four years to do whatever you want and like nothing is going to be perfect obviously and so I think like if I were to go back and like tell my freshman yourself I'd be like just chill like just don't worry like things are going to be fine but you yeah. can't like expect yourself to like be the same like high school person that you were even though it was like exactly. only probably like six months ago like, life is just so different yeah yeah it's just like a big change like very quickly so yeah, yeah. do you think you adjusted well freshman year I don't know. I think like somewhat like it definitely for a while I was like so focused on the external results in running like I just was not like near the front really especially in cross country where it's like this mob of girls who are all it's like 250 girls that are all just as good as you yes everyone's so incredibly fit and you're almost like how is this possible because in high school like you are where did all these people come from yeah you're like oh like I'm in high school, like I'm, I'm good. I'm at the front, like, and there's probably only like 20 other girls who can keep up with you. Right. And then you get to college and you're like at a race and you're like, wow, everyone in this race could probably beat me, (laughs) (laughs) which is fine. You just have to like learn how to like navigate that and be competitive in like a different way. So I think that's something like I struggled with. Like, I remember like just absolutely bombing at big races, like cross-country nationals my freshman year and like Wisco my freshman year like getting like in the like nearly last because I was so used to being up front in like big races that like when I was like caught in like 70th place I thought I was doing terribly so I think like that whole like racing adjustment it came around and like track when I started seeing like feedback of times that were like very much like indicative of like my fitness um but like in cross country it was such a hard transition because it's like all place oriented and everyone's really good so and it's it's like stressful in the moment when you're just in 70th place and you're like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now exactly because like 70th place is so good especially if you're talking at like nationals like oh my gosh 70th place is amazing at NCAA that's it's actually incredible but like if you're a freshman you don't really get that perspective until later on whereas now I'd be like I'd kill to be 70th oh my gosh I would be so happy with 70th yeah (laughs) and freshman year I probably would be like 70th are you kidding me but like yeah like it's just that like transition of like learning that everyone is good and you are also good like it doesn't mean that you're not good it just means like you need to learn how to be a bit more like competitive in a different way yeah definitely yeah. yeah I think like running just took some time to adjust but yeah I remember um the coach at Oregon when we won in 2016, she was like, there's nothing glamorous about fighting for 60th place. And there really isn't, but that's like how we ended up winning is the people that were running 60th and 59th. Like they, those are the people that really helped us secure like the title, but no one like, it's just not glamorous at all (laughs) in the middle of a pack. But yeah. Yeah. Especially like watching that. Like I feel like you're watching that too. It's like, (laughs) You're like, uh, that doesn't, like, these girls, like, they're 60th, like, and they're not even, like, at the top, like, All-American, right? Well, I say that, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, 60th is so good. Um, <laughs> but, like, that's what probably people on the outside are thinking. Yeah, people on the outside just have no idea. Yeah, and then, like, but that person, like, you know, if you outkick someone, like, and, and then you win a national title that way, like, that that's, like, it's just, on the outside, it looks so terrible. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. That's just how college works I guess I guess I guess this is how it works now yeah (laughs) Yeah. so now you're back at Harvard you went from Harvard to Oregon to Harvard yeah how are you doing um back at the old school what's changed what's new yeah oh my gosh loaded question um (laughs) no I like I'm very much like 
at peace with like all of my decisions. I think for a while I felt so silly, like transferring in the first place and then so, so silly transferring back. Like I think (laughs) I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like, this is so ridiculous. But then I like look back and I'm like, okay, yeah, on the outside, like people probably don't know the full story of like, well, exactly. And it's hard when you're doing it in front of like people or, you know, people are like watching and are going to find out, but it's like, at the end of the day, you're living your best life. You're choosing what's right for you. Exactly. Like, and it's like, I can't explain to everyone, like, what my thought processes processes were, like, in, ter- <laughs> uh, in terms of, like, transferring, like, both times. Like, yeah. I, I know, like, everything that went into it, but it's just, like, no one fully understands it. So I think, like, for a really long time, I felt so, so silly, like, being like, oh, yeah, I transferred back. Like, especially to people at Harvard, they were like, what? Um, yeah, <laughs> I like mostly just told people I took a gap year, <laughs> and they were probably, yeah, that's a good explanation. They were always, no, more needed. Yeah, they were always like to where? I was like, um, Oregon. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, and I was like, yeah, no, don't worry about it. Um, it's fine. It's okay. When I told yeah. people I was leaving Vanderbilt, people were just so c- confused. Yeah, yeah, but it's like ultimately you're just like making the decisions that it's best for yourself. But um, yeah, yeah, like I think now I'm like so much like at peace with. The decisions I've made and like who I've become as a result of them like I think like for a really long time I was so focused on like running and the external results like that I like couldn't like succeed in running because I was so focused and yeah. now like I've just really enjoyed like being back on like the Harvard team like I love my teammates I, I mean I love my Oregon teammates as well but like there's just like something about like our team here where I'm just like okay I think everyone has like a common goal and we're all really supportive and I like really enjoy my, my current coach. And I think like running for me, like I know what I am capable of doing and like what I would like to do. And it's all just about like being consistent and like enjoying the process as well. A hundred percent. I feel but, like that goes yeah. a lot into it is enjoying the process. If you're not enjoying it, it's a, you're going to have a really hard time succeeding. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like I think like this past fall I got injured and like I was so much happier like racing and running than when I was like even probably fitter when I was at Oregon but I was so unhappy at Oregon and like so like struggling with like the running and the external results and like what people thought of like my running that like I like couldn't run that fast whereas like I'm so happy at Harvard and like even when I'm injured and probably not as fit as I want to be like I'm like giving life like at regionals so that we make it to nationals like I it was just like such a like I don't know full circle moment for me when I like came back to Harvard and was able to compete in the fall and like be on the cross team and see us go to like NCAAs um like that was just like huge and I think I'm like feeling a lot better about like where I'm at and confidence wise as well like just feeling like very good and like okay who cares what people think like I'm just gonna try and my best to run as fast as I can yeah. Yeah. So. Once, once people, or once you like give up the idea that people actually like care, or that yeah. you care about what other people think, man, your life begins. I swear. Yeah. No, actually, like I just have to. Like people, first of all, people don't care. Like I think people are so focused <laughs> on themselves. Like people really don't care about your running. Not that I don't care about. <laughs> not that I don't care about like my teammates running and stuff, but like people on the outside that don't know you, like they really probably could care less. They'll, okay. Yeah. They'll read a Twitter post. They'll be like, whoa, or something. And then yeah. they'll move on with their day. Like no exactly. one is dwelling on the fact <laughs> yeah. that you ran 22 minutes in this yeah. 6K. Like, 
No, like, no one cares. They're probably dwelling on the fact that they, like, ran 22 minutes. Like, it's just not, like, it's just not that big of a deal. Like, and I think, like, the second that I started being, like, who cares what people think of my times? And, like, it's still, it's something that I'm, like, still dealing with. I think, like, that doesn't go away. No, definitely not. I find, like, I'm most successful when I'm, like, okay, just let me throw out all expectations. Like, whatever I think anyone thinks of me, like, I'm just going to rip it and do whatever and like hope for the best you know dude so I, I swear those are the best races yeah no i don't know what it is like why why is it like that i remember my best race was when i got my wisdom teeth out the week before oh yeah and i like didn't even race or it didn't even work out and then i was like hey time to go race the stanford invite in this fast heat and then i ended up doing really well because i don't think i put any pressure on myself at all and i was like exactly. I'm gonna it. and somehow it worked out yeah no like that's like how it always works like I, like my two races in the fall, I literally had elliptical the month prior. Like, yeah, was, dude, your competition was so impressive. I, I will admit, yeah, it was I don't, crazy. I don't really know like how it ended up happening. Like, I was like, first of all, going into the season, I was not that fit. Like, my summer training was just like kind of not great. And then like I ended up getting injured, and I was just like, oh, this is like so bad. Like, this is supposed to be my return onto like the NCAA. <laughs> Not that anyone was really paying attention. <laughs> okay, but your return, you know? Yeah, like, I was paying attention. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. At least like you like I was out there and I was like this is this is like my return. I'm so excited to like race again. And then yeah. I ended up getting injured like maybe You hate the, to see it. You really do. Like I ended up getting injured like so early on in the season, maybe like it was like early like mid September, like September yeah. 15th. And like that was like the last like I hurt myself on a long run and then I was out like for literally like a month and a half. And, like, started, like, running only workouts before, like, HEPs and regionals and, like, was not really running that much mileage, was ellipticaling into my way into fitness. And then somehow... <laughs> hey, training works. So. Yeah. No, it was, like, I was, like, I'm just going to try and get fit on this elliptical. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know. I had no expectations for both, like, HEPs, like, the Ivy League championships and regionals, and those both ended up being, like, huge breakthrough races for me, where I was, like, oh, like, if I really <laughs> just don't think about, like, what I want to do, like, I actually end up running pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember being um, in the bus. We were on our way to regionals, and oh, I yeah. was, I was, like, clicking the live results. I was refreshing so hard of what, what you, regional are you guys in? The Northeast? The, the Northeast, yeah. The, oh, the, man. Road, the road race. Yeah, the road race. The road race yeah. and everyone in their vapor flies yeah. or presents. Yeah. And I was refreshing the page every two seconds. This was like, did Judy make it? Did Judy make it? Did Judy make it? And then I saw that you guys, you guys won, right? Yeah, no, it was like, I mean, we knew like what we were capable of if people like all performed. Because our like group of girls running was so close. Like the at Ivy League championships, like the split between our like two and five was like one second or something. Like, Are you serious? Like, we basically ran in a pack the entire time. So yeah. like in um our front runner, like Anna was like a bit ahead. Like she's it was like she also was injured. She also was just incredibly <laughs> incredibly fit from cross training. Like we both were, vibes. Yeah, we were both in the same boat. So but she was just more fit than I was. And um like I don't know, we got to regionals and we were like, oh like yeah we're kind of capable of like making it like we were like maybe <laughs> kinda like well you're just like we can like get to the top two you know like that was like yeah probably like our reach goal like that's like yeah. oh what we could do 
And then we just were running and we were all next to each other and we were like, we actually feel good. <laughs> and Gosh, that's the best feeling. Yeah. And it was just like so cool. Like I remember when our fifth runner crossed the line, it was like a couple seconds after like I'd crossed the line and I was like, yeah, I was like, I think we won. Cause like we yeah. were all just like ran so well and like, yeah. It's that like was... the best feeling is when yeah. you don't even know the result yet, but you knew that you did well. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's something about that. Or you see yeah. the last person cross, you're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Probably how you guys felt at like NCAAs. Like, oh, and... 100%. I was the last person yeah. to cross and I was like, well, I didn't do bad. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was in my exact thoughts. Like in the yeah. middle of the race, I was like, well, I'm not doing bad. So that must mean that we're doing well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's such a nice feeling. You're like, oh, wow. I love when things come together this way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when it counts too it's always nice yeah yeah um okay well moving let's move on a little bit away from running you know we love running but But (laughs) we we have so much other stuff in common yes um, other than running how is your caffeine intake because I know you you love coffee so much (laughs) and it was at to a concerning point almost yeah you know it's still concerning honestly um (laughs) like it's funny because I think like my caffeine consumption I always tell myself that I'm gonna limit it right like just stop just I'm gonna stop (laughs) Stop. after yeah I'm just gonna like stop after 2 p.m like that's fine like I'll be fine and then at like I don't know 5 p.m rolls around and I'm like Mm, wouldn't like a nice cup of coffee be like mm. hit the spot right now i'm like mm. <laughs> give me that a hot coffee. coffee nonetheless not even a cold brew a hot coffee nonetheless. yeah oh my gosh but also cold brew cold brew is amazing um yeah. but yeah i think like my caffeine consumption i'm still just a avid coffee drinker i think that it it makes me feel good and i know my limits so um <laughs> i try I not to, max. yeah i try not to exceed that some days are better than others. Like two days ago, I had one cup of coffee in the morning and none the rest of the day. But you've got to be kidding me! No, are you joking? I'm not. But then the next day, of course, I go and chug like <laughs> ten cups of coffee in a matter of an hour. So it's all like a little bit of give and take, you know. Like it evens out. I would yeah. say, like I I try and control it, but coffee is just so tasty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> Okay, have you like when's the latest that you've had coffee? Oh god. Um like latest ever? Like I I mean, there's definitely been some nights where I'm like, oh, I have to finish this paper, right? At like eleven thirty. It's you know, it's due at midnight, and I'm like, okay, well, let me just chug a little bit of coffee for that okay. extra extra little kick. Um yeah. but like if I was just like, Oh, I want a cup of coffee and it was late, I would say probably latest is like 9 30 but 9 30 <laughs> maybe oh. 10 i just because I mean, well okay this is what they do in europe too they like serve you oh coffee after you're, dinner. you're going european vibe. yes yes i'm like no you were into that if the europeans do it it's okay okay <laughs> but um no it's mostly like i feel although my my friend who is you know is gonna be a doctor tells me differently I feel as though it does not affect my sleep um <laughs> but I don't the doctor know. says so but I know my body so. I know my body yeah I but that's like very rarely I would say that's probably like once every few months I'm like oh I'd like some coffee at night but yeah. in that case I do try and do decaf if I okay to. that's better that's better yeah. I mean that makes sense yes yeah no but it's I mean coffee consumption is still up there 
Um, and we're still thriving, so we're just going to take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like you're doing well. Yeah. Have you ever had to pull an all-nighter at Harvard? No, no. I feel like at that point, like, uh, I just – I there's no amount of homework that, like, is going to, like, make me, like, not want to go to sleep. Like, yeah. like, I would honestly rather just take, like, maybe, like, a little bit of a deduction in quality or something so that I can, like, I feel that. sleep. Like, it's just not worth it. It's not worth my time. And I really, like, I usually finish my work, like, on time. So, or, like, I usually don't have to stay up insanely late to get it done. So I feel like there's never been a day where I'm like, oh, I have to pull an all-nighter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. Are the academics as hard as people make it out to be? Uh, it really, so it also depends on, like, your, well, see, Harvard is special, so it's not your major, it's your- Harvard is special? (laughs) No, they like, well, not, okay, Harvard goes, it's not your major, it's your concentration, that's, so- Oh, I I I see. (laughs) It depends on your concentration. Um, like, for me, as a psych major, I feel so, like, I feel, like, pretty comfortable with all the material. It's not easy, because it's, like, a lot of writing and, like, a lot of research, and, like, still, like, some math involved in it. And I work in a lab, which is, like, not easy as well. Um, but, like, I would say, like, some concentrations have it, like, much harder. Like, if you're trying to be, like, an engineer, I think it's very hard to be, like, an athlete and an engineer. Although I've known some people that have done it. But it's, like, any other college, I feel as though, like, some concentrations are harder than others. Yeah. It's not – it's sense. really not that bad. Like, the resources that they give you are, like, so good – and like I've always felt really comfortable with the work so well that's good because yeah. I mean it just has such a scary name that like <laughs> I feel like it's really intimidating you know yeah I think honestly like someone told me once like the hardest part is getting in which that's, like, what, that's what I hear all the time yeah. is that true I don't, I don't know. know it really like again it depends like I think like it is what you make of it like if you're gonna try and like double major with like I don't know, like computer science and engineering, which I don't even know if that's possible. But like, if you (laughs) if you try and make it difficult, like it will be probably insanely difficult for you. But like, I think for a lot of people, the hardest part is getting in because like the resources that they have are so good that you can like get support in some places. But again, it's Harvard. Like it's like any other college. Like there's are like really hard classes and like really hard like times. Like final season does really suck. So yeah, (laughs) yeah. So do you know what you want to do after? I mean, I I'm sure people hate that question. <laughs> worst question ever. Yeah, it's funny because I like by now, like if I was on a regular track, I would have been like graduated this year. So I feel like I should know by now. <laughs> normal person. Yeah, if I had not transferred twice, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I it's fine. I'll take the extra year. But um, I feel like I should know by now. But I go back and forth a lot. Like I did. Yeah, like I've done a couple different kinds of internships. Like. I, I'm considering grad school to do, like, clinical psych and potentially be, like, a psychologist or a therapist or something, but we'll see. I don't know. It's all up in the air. Yeah, especially right now. Who knows? I know. Um, yeah. Life is crazy. Well, at least you have some sort of track. I feel like when I was that age, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's okay to be that way, you know? Yeah, yeah. We take things as they come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What What do you do besides for running? Like, what are your What are your hobbies? Is that a weird question to ask? No. Like- <laughs> I, <laughs> that's so no. weird. That's so weird of you, Emma. <laughs> How dare you ask me about my hobbies? Um, <laughs> that's not a weird question. It's just funny because I'm like, oh, what do I do? Um, I, uh, 
I drink a lot of coffee. I, uh... <laughs> I, uh, uh... <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I, well, let's see. Um, I watch a lot of Netflix and TV, obviously, to relax a bit. But um, yeah. a lot of reading. Oh, I'm really into puzzles lately. Um, oh. I love puzzles, which is, I don't know. I feel like that's like kind of an older person thing to do, but. Like, just love to sip some coffee and do a puzzle. Um, and then, what else do I do? I, like, have been really into baking and cooking in the quarantine. Oh, one crazed Judy vibe. Uh, yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, gross. Um, <laughs> um, no, yeah. I feel like, I mean, there's a lot of free time lately. So I've been doing that. Um, I used to do a lot of art, but I feel like there's just, like, yeah, there's just not a lot of inspiration currently <laughs> so Wait, like, yeah you started your youtube channel again what was the spark oh my gosh so i'm well i'm currently quarantined with like four of my friends we've been quarantined since like we left harvard like we all were oh like we'll spend spring break together and then like go on our separate ways um so we like went to our friend's house for spring break and then never left <laughs> um so then I was like yeah but it's like such a funny group of all of us that I'm like oh the personalities are too good not to capture on camera although I don't know (laughs) that's what I felt like when I started my channel yeah capture this yeah it's like content you know that like (laughs) the world needs to see (laughs) yeah the audacity we have to think people care yeah I'm like oh god people like I I'm really not this self-centered I promise you I just really story of my life (laughs) I just think it's funny and like kind of fun to like like edit videos and like have all yeah. of that but I don't know I restarted it because I was mostly bored and like just wanted yep. something to do That's how it, it begins but then like I don't know I I mean I've only uploaded one video and then my computer deleted everything so <laughs> I'm like oh my goodness this is a sign from the world that I should not be doing YouTube again no everyone um, in the comments of this is gonna be like <laughs> no Judy get back on YouTube yeah no I, I I'm gonna keep doing it I think there's like good content I think that I have planned like me and um my boyfriend Charlie we're gonna do a chocolate milk oh, mile. boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no it's mostly well we're doing a chocolate milk mile this week um are you serious that's yeah fun. yeah but it's because he stopped training and I continued training oh so he's he's he thinks that it will be like more of a fair race so then I was like oh yeah this will be good content because I think it'll actually be he was on the team so other like if he was actually running he would have probably crushed me but I think it's it'll be pretty fair now Um, I can't wait to watch you're probably gonna throw up I feel like oh no I definitely I don't have that strong of a stomach like I I used to eat like meals like three hours ahead of time before runs and still feel so bad so yeah I feel like I'm just gonna have to accept the fact that I'm in a yak but it's okay it's all for the content you know yeah it's what I do for my like (laughs) my like two subscribers (laughs) you gotta give the fans what they want yeah exactly i think it it will be fine so yeah i think there's just some we're like all really bored so we're trying to come up with things to do yeah i mean that's a good one yeah exactly yeah it should be fun um so i was like looking through old photos the other day and i saw this or no i was looking through old videos and there was like we were all at our coach's house and you doused your plate with ketchup and i remember you (laughs) You loved ketchup. Do you still love ketchup that much? Uh, okay, I love a lot of condiments. Um, 
I really do love ketchup. I'm. <laughs> what is this podcast? Uh, <laughs> I, I really do love ketchup. <laughs> uh, welcome to the M.A. Ramsey podcast. <laughs> People are going to be like, this is not what I signed up for. People um, expect nothing less. Let's be no, honest. it's good. No, I think this is good content. People really should know all of my condiment preferences. Um, <laughs> I like ketchup. I really like barbecue sauce. Lately, I'm into hot sauce. So. Ew. What kind? What? Ew. What <laughs> <laughs> that? Ew. Uh, what kind? I don't know. The normal Cholula. Cholula, okay. I think. I don't know. People have preferences. I like my pre- I prefer none, so. <laughs> but I me, love, okay? I love spicy, so. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Mmm. <laughs> all right. Um, well, that's kind of all the questions I had for the pod. <laughs> Wrapping up on that note. Well, I wanted to end this episode. Do you have like a motto that you follow day to day? Like, is there a quote that you are inspired by that you just live day to day with? Ooh. Um <laughs> really putting you on the spot. No regrets. Or just, or just <laughs> I mean, that could be one. Something that you, like, say to yourself. Like, do you have anything yeah, that gets I, you out the door, gets you up? Get it done! Put it in the work. I have so many things I could say right now. Um, <laughs> I will just choose not to say. Okay. Whoa, okay. No. <laughs> um, no, I think if I'm being, like, serious um, – there's like two probably that I like I think of like one like my high school coach has told us for like a really long time that to me has applied just because so much stuff has been out of my control but it's like the control what you can control like I try and just do what I can and like I try not to worry about everything that's like out of my control um because otherwise I'd spend like all day worrying about it um yeah and then but the other one I'm really into Morgan Harper Nichols. She does like all those really like poetic quotes and she like draws them. I don't know. She's like has a million followers on Instagram or something. Okay. But her, like one of hers is, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, one of hers is, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. Okay. Um, no, it's like something like, oh, how how liberating it is it is to choose wholeness instead of perfection, or something like that. Like how free it is. I don't know. Yeah. Along those lines of like, um, like instead of like trying to make everything perfect, like just try and be yourself and like do what you can and all of that snazzy stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good one to live yeah. by. Yeah, no, it was not. Uh... <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't just be a poet, but. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I don't know what I blinked out on. I was just, I zoned out for a hot sec and all of a sudden I was quoting her saying, uh. <laughs> well, good thing you're live in front of yeah. tens of thousands. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> if this was live, I think I would yak. <laughs> um all right well i think that's gonna end today's episode but i really appreciate you coming on chatting away with me (laughs) about who knows what ketchup yeah Uh, (laughs) my my career in ketchup yeah your career career in ketchup that's gonna be the title of this podcast (laughs) career in ketchup judy pendergast career in ketchup (laughs) good i actually might be the title um (laughs) 
where where can all of these people follow you like Ooh. where where are you updating your life yeah um i would say well currently i'm posting a lot on insta um yeah. so you can find me judy pendergast all lowercase on insta um but I don't have a Twitter. I don't friend me on Facebook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. And don't request me on LinkedIn or Strava for that matter. Please leave me alone on Strava. Um, but you can find me on YouTube, uh, Judy Pendergast. I do have an old account on there as well, which has like my sixth grade English project on it. So Wow, you were you were just asking for people to go follow <laughs> I know. I know. Well, the problem is I don't have access to that account anymore. So oh. I can't delete so it's up there forever. <laughs> it's just it's not gonna go anywhere. So um yeah. <laughs> so I do have a, a normal YouTube as well. Just my name, Judy Pendergast. I think that's right. about it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna go watch your sixth grade YouTube video. Now. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, peace out, fellas. Wow. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to today's episode of Combos Over Cold Brew. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, it would be awesome if you guys rated and reviewed the podcast just so we can get it out there a little bit more if you guys like it. And I also have a Instagram now for this podcast. It's just at Combos Over Cold Brew. So make sure to go follow that for inspiration and updates on the podcast and from our guests. And thank you so much for your support so far. And I will hear from you guys in the next one. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.